We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello, and today we welcome Lorraine Richmond to Business Matters. Lorraine, thanks for taking the time to join me today. Good morning, everyone. Great to be here. Awesome. So, Lorraine, you're the Executive Director of Hope Outreach Okanagan, which we'll talk about. You're the Principal of Lorraine uh, Richmond Leadership Coaching as well, and I read that you're an espresso drinker, espresso drinker as well. So, um, there's lots to fit in a day for you. <laughs> it's a full life rob it is a full life love it so we're going to unpack a little bit um you know about your journey i want to hear a little bit and then we'll talk about hope outreach as well so we're going to start maybe i was looking at your past roles and your background and i see you had a background working in the school district and then you're in coaching and nonprofits. so i'm curious how that journey came to be, like where the change came for you working in school. I believe it was like an administrative uh, in mm -hmm. school district. And then where did that change come where you wanted to get into coaching and then nonprofits? That's a really fun question to ask. I think every human has a journey yeah. where they've never been before. But <laughs> by by engaging in our own journeys, Rob, it's like we notice, do I want more of this? Do I want less of this? And that's what it was for me very um i'm very purpose driven so my values are really central to how i want to live right and so while i was in the school district i would often be invited to speak to um talk about leadership and people loved it and the applause was great mm. until about a week later and then over time just noticing <clears throat> people are enthusiastic in the moment but what is real sustainable internal change look like mm -hmm. and so that kind of opened up the pathway to let's notice what change is like rather than just oh yeah that's really good I like it you know the binders that sit on our desks yeah so I looked for something that might be a little different where people would who are ready willing and able to change would self-select and that's what took me to the coaching realm where coaching is different than counseling or consulting right. um and and I love that space where people get to make their own decisions. Interesting. And I see that you had, um, you know, you've had some roles in the nonprofit sector as well. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Hope, obviously, but you've, you've worked in uh, other other organizations. Where did that come from? Like what 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 influenced you or, you know, in your life that sort of wanted you, you know, drove me to the passion of, you know, community work and nonprofit. Like where, where did that come from? I believe that where we choose to show up does come from someplace. Mm. So our sites of shaping, I would say that my site of shaping, you know, part of my community, part of how I was raised, part of how my parents were raised were real influencers. Mm. So one of my early early sites of shaping was the home that I grew up in and I'm a prairie girl big wide open spaces lots yeah. of lots of uh, room to roam uh, my mother was an immigrant so she was a young girl during the second world war mm. and 
talked about how the world, this is before social media, but somehow they knew that the world disliked them a lot because of their leader. Interesting. So being a good family, but people couldn't see who you were because I couldn't see past your nationality or who your leader was. So I grew up listening to those stories and found a deep value and wanted to say to the world, my mom is a really great person. Like, can't you see her beyond that she is of German descent? Right. That's one story. There's many that have fed into that where people are marginalized or exploited or invisible or set aside or demeaned because of something external or perceived that causes others to think less of them. So this value, Rob, of valuing all people matter, are worthy of dignity. Not we're not perfect. Right. Humans are worthy of dignity. So that's um I'm I'm greatly influenced by my own my own story. So it came from a young from your childhood from that. And and as you said, like everyone has a journey, but most journeys have challenges. Um, you just spoke a little bit about it. So is there, I'm curious, like, is there challenges or particular challenges that maybe you faced through your career that maybe contributed to what you are today? Like, and there might be many, is there anything that really stands out for you that really shaped who you are today when you're going through your career? I would say similar of what I just described, what my mother went through, where, where I would be in leadership positions or in a place, but because someone didn't naturally identify with either my story or my perception. Right. Um, it was like, move along, right? Yeah, nope, yeah. nope, not here, not now. I don't need all my ideas or my leadership to be right. uh, accepted, but there is something, Rob, about the human longing to mm. be seen and heard. Right. Uh, that's a really big driver for me. I know what it is to be in leadership and take risks and to let people down because right. of choices that I've made. I know what that pain is like. I know what that aloneness is like. Right. And I want to give my life to elevating people with dignity and value on their own journeys. That's amazing. That's great. So you mentioned, it's funny, we're having a talk before we jumped on the call about your background and all the books and, and how leadership, coaching, culture, what we're 20 years ago is not going to work today. So I'm curious, like if if you had to describe your leadership style um, and how it's evolved over the years, what would you say? What, 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 how would you explain that? I think part of the culture that I'm hoping is shifting as well, Rob, is from wanting or believing that I needed to know all the answers. Mm-hmm. I am a leader. I will have all your answers um, align with me and my organization, and we're going to change the world together. But kind of holding this space of, I needed to know it all. I was, you know, there's never enough education, never enough learning, never enough time, never enough capacity. I'm tired just thinking of that, Rob. Like I feel that in my body, this never enoughness. So I would, I would say that my leadership style is really one of, um, of partnership of co-creating a better world together. Who are you? What are your gifts and talents? What's your lived experience? What's meaningful for you? What's your contributions and what are mine? And I have a strong belief that we are absolutely better together. Together, yeah. That's and, and that leads to 
today, executive director at Hope Outreach Kelowna, and I and I can see how the everything's tying together there very nicely. If from your style and your leadership and your your experiences as well, maybe for listeners who maybe are not familiar with with Hope, and and you asked me rightfully so a question. You're like, do you know what Hope stands for? And I'm like, I don't. I should. So you know, maybe you can can you speak a little bit about who Hope, Hope Outreach is? what your mission is, what your guys, what your role is, and maybe, yeah, what does hope stand for? Let's let's answer that question first. <laughs> and then I'll explain the story. Hope stands for helping out people exploited. You'll notice um, that it's like, it's like our word, we say it, you know, we don't always put the periods in between. People make up their stories about what hope means. Uh, but for the world listening, we were um, we began because of people noticed the need. People had compassion on what does dignity look like for those who are unhoused and underserved. Truthfully, they are our family. If not our immediate family, they are our colleagues' family. They are our best friends' family. So it um, the hope roots really began with two women who had their own lived experience and life journey, found sobriety, found some stability and vowed to give the rest of their life back to those who still live on the streets, who are homeless, um, who engage in whatever it takes to survive. So that's where it is. So right now, Hope has um, is boots on the ground. We have volunteers that go out almost every single night of the year, mm-hmm. downtown Kelowna and Vernon, kind of the only nighttime outreach. Right. Um, and so we, and we have several other programs as well. We have in our women peer support, uh, group Jewels of Hope, which is our social purpose uh, group. So there's a lot going on to care right. and create context and environment for women and those who wish to take the next steps for their own healthy journey. Interesting. And how did the opportunity for you come about to be exact director? Like, how did that? How did that come about? And how did that circle tie together for you? I knew the uh, the founder, Angie Lore. I knew her as a friend years ago. So that's yeah. it. It's who you know. And yeah. we're, what is it, uh, Rob? We say that we're most influenced by our own thoughts and the thoughts of people around us. Mm, so having Angie in my world was one of yeah. those things. And, and she knew this about me. She knew that of all the purpose uh, causes in my life, if I had to choose one, Right. It would be in the world of human trafficking. Hmm. And I say this very gently, you know, raised by a mother who knew what like real starvation, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. to death, but felt like is if, if you, if you are starving, you get to, there's, there's an end to that, which is really, really sad. Right. But if you're in human trafficking or you're involved in life and circumstances beyond what you can manage, you die every single day. Mm. And I wanted to take my values and say, what is that like? So along the way, Angie uh, and the team said, we need a social purpose here. What is the social purpose? And they came up with the idea of Jewels of Hope with a number of you know business consultants and other people that helped that. Right. And Angie just gave me a phone call. She said, Lorraine, I know your heart. I know your values. Do you want to take the social purpose? I had left Habitat for Humanity recently. I was coaching full time, but I had some time. Yeah. It was COVID. It was COVID after all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the values of working together with others for the greater good of someone else really fit that. So I took on the social purpose. 
was immersed in this world. And then when Angie retired, I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring and just see what else I might contribute to helping our people. That's amazing. And um, I know Angie as well. She's an amazing lady. So um, I could see that connection there with you for sure. So I'm curious, beyond some of the program services you mentioned, can you maybe share um, how the impact the Hope Outreach is having on the community? So um, you mentioned some of the program services, but I think there's more, like there's more you're touching people personally. Maybe can you speak a little bit about that? Touching the people who live in our community. I'm going to talk about the, the unhoused, mm. the unhoused and the underserved. So by being boots on the ground, by wearing our pink hoodies or our Hope t-shirts, trust has been built, Rob. And through that trust, we hear stories, we hear longings for next steps. Right. In all the comments and conversations, we hear this over and over again. Please help me. I don't want to be here. Right. This isn't my dream come true. I didn't want to do this as a child, but here I am. How can you help me? So what happens in the impact of our community is by walking with the people, by hearing them, not power over, but power right. with, one by one, they have the agency to make some choices. Yeah. And we sometimes handhold them. But Rob, really great things, like some of those who were formerly unhoused mm -hmm. are now attending Okanagan College. Mm, Some amazing. are working part-time for employees, employers who are holding space for them. Yeah. Uh, there's agencies in town who offer retail experience or experience building up their resumes. It's one thing to say, don't be like that, don't live like that. And then this really big gap of how to get from A to B. So the impact in our community is if we can walk alongside individuals for them to be able to make their own choices. Right. Uh, the impact is, is huge. It impacts families. It impacts the parents who are longing for their children. It impacts the friends. It impacts our work, you know, showing up to work when our loved ones are on the streets or in are in substance use or are struggling with their mental health and can't make decisions or show up for their work. Right. It impacts all of us. We can't see it. Right. So right. the so there is visible impact, and that's what we often want to change. But hope holds a space for the invisible impact that will and does look like something over time. Yeah, and it, but it must be so like the stories you're saying about you know someone at Okanagan College or fine like that's why you do what you do, right? Like, and you have you know if you you have to do it one at a time, like it, it you're not going to systematically change everything at once. But seeing those. Um, or is why you wake up in the morning and do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We hear their voices yeah. because they are real people to us. Yeah. When they say, help me, we want to help, but they need to do their own work. And we sure. recognize that. For sure. Super exciting. We have a WhatsApp chat for our volunteers. And when, let's say, a woman is you know, moving to sober living, housing, um, doesn't have a thing to you know, put in her little room, yeah. And we ask, you know, our volunteers, does anybody have this? Well, the, you know, the message is flooded with things that people will just want to help, want to support, we want to elevate. Right. Amazing. So shift gears a little bit on, we, were, we want to talk about your gala. So I believe it's the fourth annual gala event this year, I believe. Um, can you tell us a little bit about 
the gala, the significance and what people can expect when they come that night? It's a masquerade gala. So okay. the, um, you know, the traditional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, you may come with a mask and we'll have free masks there for everyone. Okay. So that will be a really fun thing. Um, we may come with a mask, but we really want those who attend to leave with their eyes wide open. So we will be sharing stories of the people that we serve. We'll be sharing the needs. Uh, we'll be sharing what hope does and where it wants to go and how it can make a difference in our community. So it's a gathering of those who might consider themselves friends of hope. Mm. People who want to make a difference, but some don't know how. Like it's too right. big, Rob. It's too right. complex. Right, right. So here's one thing we can do. Here's two things we can do. So it's it's uh, going to be a big party. It will be lots of fun. We have some great entertainment. We've got um, food by Roma, Roma Nord. So oh, one of our latest places yeah. from um, yeah. the Rotary Arts Center, Summerhill Wine, lots of great things happening, really amazing silent auction items. So there'll be lots of fun. It will be a gala. It'll be we're celebrating all the good work in our right. community. And it will also be an opportunity to hear what's happening, what's invisible, and have an opportunity to make a difference in however however people may choose. When when is the event, Lorraine? What day is the event and where is it being held? Mm -hmm. It's on November 18th. It's a Saturday okay. at six o'clock down at Metro. So that's on Ella Street downtown on Metro. Uh, you can find the information at hopeokanagan.com forward slash gala. There's just a banner at the top of our website. Um, it'll be out on social media. So we would uh, love for people to come. You can buy a ticket for yeah. yourself for two or for a table of eight. And of course, the price gets better if you reserve it, invite all your friends to join you. And I assume there are tickets still available. There are tickets still available. So there's limited seating, but right now it's the beginning. And so we're we're uh, open for people to rush their seats. Love it. So how can how can you said like it's a it's a big thing for people like sometimes to think about how can we help? So how can the community get involved? Maybe, you know, maybe with the galas one thing, but maybe just with hope outreach initiatives throughout the year. Like how can how can people that are listening that are interested in getting involved? Like what do you recommend? I'm gonna start with the invisible. And I would invite people when they see the unhoused community to see them as not a stranger, but as a human. So to decrease the stigma, but to see them as real people, to see right. them as your sons and daughters and nieces and fathers, and to be able to see them with curiosity and compassion. Right. That That's the biggest ask. It does feel overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Right, yeah. A way to get involved, and there's many, many groups of people doing really great work in our cities, in Kelowna and Vernon, but a way to get involved is, so here's the, my coach hat, Rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is what ways, who are you? Right. And what what is it that inspires you? And let's find a place for that. Hmm. So you may not have time or money, but you want to do something. Right. So we collect things like, well, chocolates at Halloween, all those little chocolates. Chocolate opens the door to the people's hearts and to build trust. Uh, we need mitts and toques in both of our cities through the winter. Uh, basic human needs. Our people need water. 
Through the winter, the water's turned off here in Kelowna. So dehydration is a thing. Hmm. We try to buy water. Uh, we know what it's like during the wildfires when, you know, when there is a lack of water. Yeah. So the people that we serve uh, live without basic necessities every single day. So I, I guess that costs money. Yeah, I know, right. And uh, monthly donations, you know, people giving monthly so we can continue to give them basic needs like water, maybe a little bit of food, give them something to help keep them warm uh, are really great help. So monthly donations, one-time donations, all of that. We need money and oxygen to live in our world. Yeah. And we have feet on the ground of caring, talented people who will just make sure that goes directly to help them. And then volunteer. If someone has two hours, once or twice a month, we go out from about maybe 6.37, depending on the time of year, for two hours every night of the year hmm. to check in. We say, hi, my name's Lorraine. What's your name? They may or may not tell us. It may or may not be their real name. Yeah. But we say, do you want some water? Want a snack? Want harm reduction? How can we help? So for two hours, and we go out in groups of four, you wouldn't go alone. Right. Uh, right. So for those who are comfortable or want to be more comfortable, that's a real need, Rob. Just mm. showing up, decreasing stigma, saying, I see you. I hear you. I care about you. Right. Um, so vol volunteering, um, giving, sponsoring, um, donating things like mitts and toques in right. the winter. Right. Basic human lots kind. Of ways, but there's lots of ways people can help. Like it's, sometimes people think it's always dollars, which it is. You need to, you need, but there's like you said, even if you could just give time, like that, there's so much value in just that, right? So got to start somewhere. We find that our volunteers are probably some of the busiest people right, in our right. community. And yet there is this values-driven way. I can't do all things. And I've done that most of my life as well, Rob. Perhaps you have too. I can't sure. do all things. I can't meet all the needs. For sure. But this is my city. Yeah. This is my Okanagan. Yeah. And it's a thing. Yeah. I can do one thing. I can volunteer one shift a month. Yeah. Maybe twice, but maybe once. Yeah. Um, that's not nothing. Right. That's making dignity look like something for the yeah. people that are in our cities. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for sharing that for sure. So if you look ahead, um, where do you see Hope Outreach in the next couple of years? Um, is there any new initiatives or expansion or anything sort of on the horizon that we you can share or um, anything you can talk about? Things that I can share. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, Rob. There are many aspirations. Uh, right. We are in we're in the middle of our own strategic planning to say this is where we were. Great. Let's just stabilize this good work. Yeah. Let's be feet on the ground. So while we seek to say what else are the needs, let's work with the city. Let's work with the province. Let's work with the families. Right. While we are doing that, let's continue to be feet on the ground. So yeah. we are looking at several initiatives on what is innovative, what can we develop, um, what can be some of the game changers. And we believe that hope can be a game changer for a number of reasons. But one of them, Rob, is that we are feet on the ground. Yeah. We're not sitting in our office with lots of books or yeah. not, or whatever our background is and saying, well, oh, I think, you know, this could happen. We hear them, we see them, 
we walk with them. So we have some initiatives uh, coming. We're still working through the strategies of them, of communications, how to keep our people safe, how to walk with them in dignity to where they might want to choose to be. That's amazing. So I'm curious on a personal note for you, like how is your role at Hope Outreach maybe changed or influenced your perspective on leadership or community? Like how's that changed from if you go back to before you started here and where you are today? I'll refer to something that I said earlier. It's walking with, mm -hmm. it's co-creating, it's collaborating, it's being team. It is being better together. I would say that has increased and elevated. I, I'm not, I'm not the Messiah executive director. I can't do all things, Rob, but part of what I really strive and want to do is raising people to contribute their best and to, if we all grow in our personal leadership, I mean, all leadership is personal leadership. For sure. All professional growth is personal growth. If we can open up our hearts a little bit, if we can do one thing or two things, then together we can be a community uh, that does create positive, sustainable change and helps out those currently exploited, demeaned, invisible, discarded, disregarded. I think that's a better world. That's amazing. And it might tie in, it kind of ties into the last question I have as we wrap up. Is there... Is there a message or thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with regarding Hope Outreach and maybe the broader mission of supporting vulnerable individuals in our community? And it ties into kind of what you're talking about, but is there one last sort of thought that you'd like to leave listeners with? I'd like to leave the better together thought. Mm -hmm. It is my belief that any individual can impact another life, that an industry can be changed, that a community can alter its course for people. And I believe that we all living in the Okanagan can be better together and we can together create positive change by doing your part. Yeah. So the message is come to the gala, follow us on social media, hear our heart and our mission. And my message is do what you can. Will you do one thing? Do what you can. Amazing. Well, Lorraine, thank you so much for joining us today. I think um, like your journey, dedication, everything that Hope Outreach does in the community are truly inspiring for sure. And I think for our listeners, like you said, like events like Hope Galler are not only there to raise dollars, but to raise awareness. And it's, you know, it supports groups like Hope Outreach and other ones. So encourage everyone listening, get involved, get your tickets. I, I was at the first annual event. Amazing. You're, you'll have a great time. You'll learn a lot. Um, and hopefully walk away inspired as well. So um, thank you so much for joining me today and, and continued success and hope to see you at the at the gala. Sounds great. All the best. Awesome. Uh, to our listeners, thank you for tuning into Business Matters. And um, until next time, stay informed and stay inspired. Thanks, Lorraine. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.